Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Simba Ali and Gladiator School Podcast and everybody out there that's been rocking with me and sharing my material. We actually called UFC 293. It was me, Simba Ali. It wasn't DC Cormier. No. It was not Ryan Clark along with DC Cormier. No. It wasn't Chael Sonnen. Is Chael short for Michael? I don't know, but it wasn't his fucking ass. He picked Izzy. DC picked Izzy. Fucking Ryan Clark picked Izzy. Fucking MMA junkie. They all picked Izzy. Michael Bisping. Even though Sean Strickland kept shouting him out with his one eye, he fucking picked Izzy. They all picked Izzy. And that's what world we live in. Everybody's scared to grab their nuts and say who they want to win. They keep picking who they think and who, not who they think, who, uh, this is what I'm supposed to say and I don't want to look wrong. Not the North Star podcast and not Simba Ali on Gladiator School podcast. GSP. Over here on GSP, we grab our goddamn nuts, both hands, two nuts, and two fists full of nuts, and we say who we want to win. I don't give a fuck about odds and who I'm supposed to say, who's the politically correct guy. I grab my nuts and I say who I want to win. And when it happens, I look like a goddamn genius. You're fucking right. Sean Strickland, Tarzan. <laughs> Fucking Tarzan, nigga, knocked Israel out of saying his ass out. And guess who called it? I did. Let's get right into it. Why am I wasting fucking time? Why am I wasting fucking time? Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Yes. Simba Ali and the Gladiator School podcast calls it. <laughs> Sean Strickland knocks out Israel Adesanya, and nobody else said he would do it except moi, Simba Ali. Because on Gladiator School Podcast, we don't say the politically correct answer. Oh, Israel Adesanya, he's the best. We don't just suck and grab balls and apron rock over here. No. On the Gladiator School Podcast, we take these two hands, grab a fistful of nuts, grab them, and we say who we want to win. That's what we do. That's what makes me different than DC Cormier and Ryan Clark. Bang! That's what makes me different than Chael Sonnen. Bang! That's what makes me different than MMA Junkie and Bloody Elbow and all those fucking MMA little sites that live in their little MMA world. I told you, you need a black urban voice to speak about MMA, mixed martial arts, and UFC. Hey, Dana White, put me on the motherfucking team so I can keep these motherfucking media guys in check. Yeah, people like Ariel Hawani, who picked Israel Adesanya. Bang! And why? Because Sean Strickland is politically incorrect, just like me. When Sean Strickland just won the fucking middleweight championship belt last night, I felt like I won. I felt like I can do it now. I might have been thinking about slowing up or stopping, which I wasn't. But if I was, I'm definitely not stopping now because I believe I can get a championship. All I got to do is win. All I got to do is keep getting 200 to 300 to 400. My last episode, if you've been watching my, have you guys been watching my Instagram stories? Because I just pulled out $1,000 because the Obama sucking dick and smoking crack episode 
went crazy. Over 6,000 downloads. I think we might be to seven or eight right now. I pulled out a, a smooth rack Yep, gave baby something, babe, you go get you something. Gave my son something. Hey, man, you go get you something. I went and got the UFC fight, and I still got a little bit of pocket change to go around and have fun with. Yes. So when I see Sean Strickland, a red-blooded American, which is what I am, and ain't too many of us out here. Yeah, there's a lot of people living in America, but what it means to be an American, red, white, and blue-blooded citizen, 50 fucking stars started with 13, the heads of a snake. Man, America, I, I can't even want to get into it. But anyway, us, me, Sean Strickland, the real Americans, the real life, Donald Trump, the few guys of us out here, real Americans, Charleston White, real few black Americans and white Americans out here who still want to have our country and don't want to sell it. We don't want to sell it off. We don't want to squander it off. We don't want to fuck it off. Yeah, Sean Strickland speaks for the speechless. Not, not, and I take that back because we have a loud voice. We just, our voice is not being heard because our voice is reveled and wrapped in alpha masculinity and fucking old school, good old um, values that built the strongest families, the strongest people in history. Yeah, we're trying to stick to that blueprint. We don't know what this new blueprint is where you can tell kids they can cut their winkies and their wankies off and turn them into winglers. We don't know what the fuck this new society is going to bring. That's all wrapped in rainbow coalition. And if you cry long enough soon, you can take your tears and turn them into fucking money. We don't know what that produces. but We know what the good old school home values. You can't do this till a certain age, motherfucker. And you got to learn respect and you hard work and stop crying and whining. Life ain't easy. Fair is where pigs get judged. That's what Sean Strickland represents. I love this fucking UFC press conference. Is it on right now? That's Sean Strickland right there. And by the way, not only did I call it. Not only did I say that Sean Strickland was going to win, yes, and I put, I tried to put some money on UFC. I tried to do it on the betting thing we can't bet. The first time I tried to do it, I knew it that much. I went and I put fucking $125 into my fucking UFC thing, and it wouldn't let us bet. We can't bet in Minnesota. Hey, <clears throat> DraftKings, you need to do something about Minnesota because we can't bet. We're a black state that bothered me. I probably should have looked into that before I deposited my money into the account, but I was ready to go. I was going to put a 125 on Sean Strickland. Oh, Crocodile Dundee right there. Yeah, I was going to put 125 on Crocodile Dundee, man. Why? So how did you know? Let's get into that. Well, actually, let's wait a second before we get into that. I want to kind of keep stroking my balls and keep jacking my dick off in front of you guys and coming all over the screen because I'm happy. Yep, I'm jacking my dick off and skeeting all over the screen because I'm fucking happy than the motherfucker that the guy that I picked that I wanted to win won. Good old American guy brought it back to the U.S. of A. You goddamn right. Yeah, good. great job, Sean. Yeah, D.C. Cormier. None of them guys called it. They were too scared to call it. And plus, they probably don't like what Sean Strickland represents. Loud, wild mouth trailer park motherfucker. But unfortunately or fortunately for what's going on in society right now, I like my trailer park white brothers. I, I have a lot. I have a bond with them. I don't feel like I bond with the immigrants. We don't have too many things in common. But I do bond with my motherfucking trailer park white boys from the backs of the trailer parks you know what i'm talking about where's a lot of this shit come on now they understand about getting uh chips that have rappers faces on them they get them i get them we get them at the same fucking store we get our black and miles and our swishes at nigga. you know what i'm talking about so yeah man fuck that sean strickland fucking won so how though <clears throat> how simba how did fucking sean strickland beat this guy well i knew he was gonna beat him because israel adesanya is an overhyped champion he's not an attacker Israel Adesanya, Israel Adesanya is not an attacker. Now, Chael Sonny won't say this. He'll, he'll, he won't have a, no episodes talking like this. So if you need this kind of fruit about MMA and fighting, you need to come to the Gladiator School podcast. That's one. <clears throat> 
Two, Drake, will you please stop betting on shit? Yeah, Drake, you've never been in the fist fight. That's why you're the curse. Why is Drake the curse of MMA? Because he's never been in a fist fight in his life and he keeps putting money on shit, nigga. Now me, I'm a blessing. I just predicted some Buster Douglas type shit because I've been in multiple, many, many fights throughout my career. You know what I'm talking about? So when I speak, this is Gladiator School Podcast. No, I'm not. I haven't been in like training. No, I'm talking about in, in the streets, nigga, when fights just happen, nigga, and you got to punch a nigga in his mouth, nigga, and then you got to get jumped by four Native Americans and get out of the Indian project safely, nigga. Yeah, nigga. I've been in them situations, nigga. Robbing niggas, running down the streets with a bag full of pit bulls. Has anybody ever done that, nigga? I, yeah, I used to run up in houses, nigga. I tried to rob these niggas one time, nigga. They didn't have no money, but they had a whole bunch of pit bulls. Nigga, bitch, put the pit bulls in the bag, nigga. Nigga, I, had, I put like, I put 12, I put, I put like a whole litter, all 12 pit bulls. I put them in a bag and I ran down Franklin, nigga, and I sold them puppies for like $300, $400 each, nigga. Made a killing, nigga. When they arrived, the motherfuckers, they didn't have that nigga, but you got some dogs, nigga. Give them up. Yeah, I don't know where that was going with that story, but yeah, fucking that's where I come from, goddammit. So when I speak <clears throat> about gladiator shit, nigga, it's coming from a gladiator lifestyle, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been to the penitentiary. I don't train in mixed martial arts, but when you're talking about coming up, how kids came up in the rough, one of the roughest seasons to come up in, <laughs> y'all talking about the maidens in them 90s, boy, man, you came from the maidens in the 90s and you survived, nigga. Woo! So anyway, how did Sean Strickland win? Well, like I said, Izzy is not a good, he can't take anything. Izzy is good at hyping, getting under his opponent's skin, getting them to charge in, and then he can counter with punches. Let's think about that symbol. So when I talk about <clears throat> um, that this is a mixed martial art podcast, I'm not just like some fan. I'm a person who, like I said, has fallen in love with the art of pugilism, fallen in love with the art of striking, wrestling, grappling, I'm, and this mixed martial arts um, lifestyle. I've fallen in love with it. So I'm watching it from that perspective as a person who's not just looking for silly knockout. I'm looking at, I'm dissecting fights as they're happening. I'm looking at who's getting tired. I'm looking at how the corners are responding. I'm looking at, I'm looking at everything, breaking it down. And what I've seen with Israel Adesanya early when I watch his career is Israel likes to get under his opponent's skin, have them charge forward angrily, and then he's great at countering that. Izzy doesn't float around nicely on his feet, right? <clears throat> he's a very flat-footed African with an ugly-ass crawdad feet. He's flat-footed. He's very good at swaying back and then striking when you're overly um, aggressive, which is how he beat Paulo Costa, got him mad, called him fucking Ricky Martin, fucking blow-up doll, right? Got under his skin. He charges in. He gets knocked out. Think about it. Just walk with me. Derek Brunson got under Derek Brunson's skin. Derek Brunson charges in. Didn't he beat Derek Brunson? Right now, um, Kevin Gaslam. That's just how Kevin Gaslam fights. Kevin Gaslam is not a methodical fighter. Kevin Gaslam is a let's get a cracking fighter. So he knew regardless he was going to have that kind of fight with him. Just think about all of his fights. Um, Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, the first time when Israel Adesanya fought fought Robert Whitaker the first time, he came out dancing. That pissed Robert Whitaker off. As soon as the fight got, as soon as the guy said fight, Robert was running there, rusting. He's all emotional. Izzy's like, I got you. He countered him, caught him slipping and banged. You know what I mean? All his boring fights, Jared Cannonier, um, Yoel Romero. These are fights where guys are not, or understand what I'm saying. Izzy, you're not going to bait me into come rushing in at you so you can now throw a counter and knock me out. 
I'm not going to do that. Now, can you as a fighter come take it from me? Because I always said this, you can't play the same game you play with Izzy. You can't play that with Conor McGregor. You can't go in there with Conor McGregor and say, all right, Conor, I'm just going to stand here. Conor will chase you down. He will hunt your carcass down. He will punch you in the head. That's what um, <clears throat> Donald Cerrone thought that he that Conor was going to do, right? See, Conor's a different animal. That's why people be like, you like Conor McGregor, man, fam. I'm not just caught up in the whiskey and the sensationalism and the, the talking and shit. That shit's extra. I love that shit, too. But Conor's one of the best UFC fighters ever. That's why he's a triple champ. Champ, champ, champ. An interim champ, lightweight champ, and featherweight champ. That's a champ, 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 nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. So you don't do that in the lightweight division. That's the hardest division to fight in, if I'm not mistaken. The lightweight division is the hardest division. And if it ain't featherweight, <laughs> then it's hard divisions, fam. Then the nigga went in. What's, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> Connor's a bad motherfucker. And, but one thing that you can't do with Connor is just go in the ring and say, all right, remember how Yoel Romero was kind of just standing there, like, come do something. And Izzy was scared because Izzy knows that's not his game. I don't have the ability to initiate. That's his one weakness. That's what he needs to work on. If Israel Adesanya is going to work on anything, he needs to work on his ability to initiate. Even with Alex Pereira, Alex was chasing him down, chasing him down, chasing him down, swinging, swinging, swinging. Then Izzy slips one, bang, 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 and catches him. Izzy's all about your aggression. I make that work against you. That's probably a philosophy that he speaks. Your aggression, I make that work against you. Well, Jared Cannonier, he, he fought a smart fight. Uh, Yoel Romero absolutely refused to engage in that kind of fight with him. And then you have Sean Strickland, where Sean Strickland was moving forward, but he wasn't aggressively angry, right? And now Izzy thinking that he's better than what he was, because Izzy was a good middleweight champion, but you got guys like Chael Sonnen who saying he's the greatest, he's not. I still think Anderson Silva was a better champion than him. I can even name off some more than that. That's a better Michael Bisbee. Man, listen here, man. You guys can be caught up in the sensationalism. I'm looking at the fighters when they fight. And when I see Izzy, I'm like, he needs to get you riled up. And he learned that from Conor McGregor. Get him riled up in the press conference so now they attack you right? <clears throat> and then he can use his counter punching ability. He doesn't hit hard, but he is a very precise person when you're coming and he's already turned that into his way of fighting. So that's why I always say with Izzy, in order for him to be a great champion, I would have to see him go out and take it from somebody, like make it so the cage is nowhere to run. That's where you see, remember when Donald Cerrone fought Conor McGregor, Conor jumped on him and was like a fucking, you know, leopard fucking a leopard on a gazelle or something you know what i'm saying like that's how it's supposed to be like the cage is nowhere to run for you and you don't feel like that with izzy like he has the guy where like there's nowhere to run i'm coming to, you know the ref better get me away from you so yeah man shouts out to sean strickland shouts out to me for calling it it wasn't easy shouts out to me and like i say now i feel like i have a champion because sean strickland is so verbally um verbally incorrect <laughs> He's, so, he's such a verbal assassin. That's what I consider myself. I'm a verbal assassin. The things that I say are very thought-provoking, and they come from a place where you know what I'm saying is right, but the way that I'm saying them and the times that I'm saying them in, <laughs> the way that I'm saying them and the times that I'm saying them in make you very uncomfortable because you know that you can't do that or you shouldn't be able to do that. But like Sean Strickland and like me and like Charleston White, we understand that red, white, and blue and that flag means something to us. 
And that means, motherfucker, if you're willing to fight and kill for what you're saying, you can say whatever the fuck it is that you want. If you're not, then you should shut the fuck up. That's what shut the fuck up means. And we look around and see society full of a lot of people that should probably be shutting the fuck up, but they're speaking. Every day I got to see voices in these people speaking. I'm like, you know what? You guys probably really should shut the fuck up about what kids should do with their genders. You guys should probably shut the fuck up about what sexuality kids should do. You know what I'm saying? Rappers should probably shut the fuck up about murders they've committed, grave sites that they're pissing on, um, people's ashes that they're smoking, the drugs that they're selling. Um, females should probably shut the fuck up about having sex recklessly, doing drugs, um, sleeping with sisters, setting guys up for money to get them killed, um, not taking plan B's and abortions and uh, I'll spend that 500 for I ever trap you. What my plan B? Like we're playing around. Maybe we should shut the fuck up about those things, <laughs> but we're not. Now, are you guys all willing to fight and die about those things that you're talking about? Don't know. But if you're able to do that, then Sean Strickland can go ahead and say, fuck China and their fucking communist government. He can call Izzy a fake ass African China man, right? I can say the things that I want to say. Charleston can say the things that he, that he wants to say. And nobody really has a leg to stand on to criticize Sean Strickland, myself, or Charleston White until we get the Sukiyanas, the drill rappers, the LGBTQ, the Jewish mafia that makes it so you can't even, that black people can't say they're Hebrews. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some scary shit when black people can't say that they possibly or probably are uh, people, a race, an ethnicity, a culture, a religion of people that come from where they came from. <laughs> and then the only thing that interrupted that was slavery, which the Jewish people have managed to profit off of. Not slavery directly, the art of slavery, but the remnants of slavery. The sons and daughters of the slaves who sang and who you know, wanted to work and make a better life for themselves. They own the industries and they set up very Hitler-like, very uh, neo-Nazi-like, you know, regulations. Like when you look at the publishing of the first artist, blues artist that was signed to them Jewish guys in the early 1920s, 30s, 40s, that's Hitler, man. Come on, bro. I just made you $20 million and you got me, I'm going to die high in a fucking project, nigga, with a old car and a hundred dollars in my account that's hitler shit just in a different way that's gas chamber shit jewish people if you didn't know that the the deals that you guys keep signing black to that rips us of our possibilities of using our intellectual or our physical properties to create generational wealth that shit is almost hitler-like but i see the instant i've seen a very interesting interview i think it was vince staples and on the joe button podcast and he was speaking about, man, you have to have financial literacy. If you have financial literacy, somebody with who makes $100,000, $50,000, $60,000, they can do more with that than a person who has no financial literacy and they're getting these multi-million dollar deals because they're just going to squander it off. So he was getting back at Joe Button because Joe Button was mad about the same thing I just said, how the big companies, which are mainly Jewish and Italian companies, they have it structured so we can't really get generational wealth. Well, it's not. And what Vince Staples was saying was, I don't think that's it. I think it's the fact that when we're coming into these labels, when when, when the labels meet us and we're young, our, not only do we not have financial literacy, which is okay, because when they meet us, we're usually 19, you know, we're young. But our moms don't have financial literacies. Our dads are not around or they don't have financial literacies. Our grandpas don't have financial literacy. 
we have no financial literacy structure in our family unit when we meet these Jewish people, or they probably might deal with us in a different way. I think that's just the horrible part about being human that you can take advantage of somebody that doesn't know. I think the Jewish people have mastered that art when it comes to business, but I believe that when you do know, it's almost impossible for to get taken advantage of. You just don't have to do the deal. But for you to take my royalties means I have to sign papers to you. And in order for me to sign papers to you, if I'm financial literate and I'm, and I'm aware about words, documents, and I understand the business and I have a business-minded family that understand that this is what I'm doing is no more than a commodity and a service. I'm providing a service. Right. You can shine it up in all these different words, your hip hop, your blues, your jazz, your basketball player, baseball player, football player, actor. You're providing a service. So for my service, what are you willing to pay and what am I going to reap on the residual? And is that the word that I'm looking for? Is it residual? You know, that represent royalties. What am I going to be looking for on the ends that are going to be making sure that my children's 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 children eat off of my services, too? The same way that your children's children's children are going to try to eat off my services, right? That So let's talk real business. But if you don't have a family that's family literate, everybody's coming from broke and everybody looks at white folks like, come save us. Save us, white man. You know what I'm saying? Then, then, I don't know. So I don't know where I went with that, but I came back around to the circle to say, man, congratulations to Sean Strickland for winning that UFC two, uh, 293. Dana White didn't. He didn't seem too happy. That nigga's trying to have a rematch tomorrow. <laughs> Dana, Wright, Dana White wants to have a fucking rematch tomorrow, man. Dana White was like, yeah, uh, I think we're going to book the rematch tomorrow in fucking <laughs> in Las Vegas. Please have it in America, too, Dana White. Don't have me. Don't have us traveling to see our fucking champion. Now, that's some bullshit now, Dana. Now, come on. I always like that you red, white, and blue, man. You bring Trump around. Keep it American now. Now, I understand that. We have to go to Auckland and we have to go when they, where the champ goes. We like to go. I'm with it, man. Look, when Connor's the champ, we go to Ireland. When Izzy's the champ, we go to Australia and fucking whatever. But at the, now it's home. And I want to go home when I see that middleweight. When I see Sean Strickland, I'd like his next fight to be in a trailer park is what I would recommend. I want Sean Strickland next fight to be in a California goddamn trailer park, nigga, by right off the goddamn motorcycle gang headquarters <laughs> shouts out to my boy strickland hey strickland let me get that interview man you know what i'm saying come on man i'm telling you i'll bring you in i told you i can I, when you come on the show this is what i tell people as a guest i'm not to the point where i can pay people if you're looking for payment to come and have a conversation i understand because a lot of podcasters can't speak they ask stupid questions and then you come and you say i feel like i've wasted my time but one thing that I can promise you when you come on my show is we are going to have a conversation where you're going to be like, man, that shit was fun. Or I wish we could do more. I wish I would, that conversation would have been longer. Right? It's going to be a great conversation. Now, I understand that I don't want you to pay out of your pocket for that. So when how I accommodate my guests, if you want to come on the North Star podcast and you want to be a guest on my show, is I will pay for your travel here. I will pay for your lodging. Right. Or you can, if you want and be like, man, I'm finna come chill with you. I got a big crib. We can come downstairs and you can stay with the family. We'll cook and we'll eat whatever it is. But your flight and your lodging will be taken care of. Everything else needs to be on you. Now, if you like to smoke a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I can get that for you. You know, I can't pay for it for you. I would hope that you'd be able to buy your own hundred sack or something. Right. But 
the travel expense here, the plane ticket to get here and your lodging will be covered. That's how I roll on the show because that's how my in that's how much money I'm making. That's what's best for me in that in that situation. If I was to make more money and to make millions and millions of dollars, then I might say, here's something. I don't even know then because like I feel like I'm giving something to both of us. Both of us can take now this footage that we had. You can put it on your side. I can put it on my side. And we can both put the fruits that people, that's what it's mainly about. I felt podcasting. Sometimes podcasting feels like they're trying to turn it into hip hop where it's just a money grab, which is why hip hop is about to die to whatever the next new art form is that's organic and really speaks for the people. It's not going to be Latin music. It's not going to be Afro beats. That's just going to be wave. That's going to be like disco, right? Remember, it was rock and roll, and then disco had that little thing for a second right before hip hop came with the real shit and said, Disco, move your bitch ass out the way. That's what Afro beats and Latin music, that's just disco. That's going to be around for maybe 10, 15 years. And then some organic, it might be, I don't know where it's going to be from, but it'll be a real voice about what people are really saying. Probably the voices of the things that you hear people like me, Charleston White, and Sean Strickland saying. Those things are going to be coming and then it's going to turn into a music form. And you've had more people that say, man, fuck that. Why are you cutting your dick off? You know what I'm saying? Why does LGBTQ have so much power? Why are the Jewish people saying that? You know what I'm saying? It's going to be the new voice of that. And that's going to be the musical form. And then again, now it won't get sponsored. <laughs> you won't see it on basketball courts. It'll be shunned. The artist will have to go through the fight. Like I said, if you've been paying attention to the book, then you know what's going on. When you start seeing hip hop artists being too friendly and schmoozy, little baby got a fucking energy drink commercial where it's a demon and it's a goat head of, of Baphomet. It's like, oh, this partnership is deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? The man, the rappers I seen didn't get this shit. That's why we didn't like MC Hammer over there dancing and shit for the for the. You know what I mean? We ain't getting that. <laughs> so MC Hammer just said, oh, 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 nigga, you better sell out, nigga. You can still be a real nigga and sell out. I guess. All right, let's keep going. But oh, oh no, 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 let's watch it though. Should we? Y'all want to see a little bit of the highlights? Let's watch a little bit of the highlights of the Sean Strickland. Let's watch a little bit of the highlights of the Sean Strickland. Yeah, man, he was just a little bit apprehensive. That's all. A little bit apprehensive. Where's my shit? Where's my shit? Is that my history? Yeah, there we go. We don't fuck around with that little motherfucker. Let's get to the shits. Oh, y'all, hold on. Bring y'all up. I got y'all in two and two. I got y'all in two and two, two and two, two and two, two and two, man. Yeah, you can tell from how this shit started, man. It was. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. He does reach with his hands, and then he tries to go. But Adesanya will constantly give him that. Inside leg kick for sure. He's entirely appreciated when he does it for reacting. You're so on edge, exactly, to the way that he fights. We saw him struggle with reactively a better fighter. Right here, the way that he physically boom. controls the air between he and that moment, and he's preventing Sean from being boom, able to boom. use the jab. Davis, Chief yeah, look at this. He can't attack. He can just throw them. 
He can't go get it. He can't go take it. Sean was just standing in his, in his Smitty. He can't go take it. See, he can't take it. All that stuff, that's not how you, not, you know, he's not threatening. And it took Sean a minute to realize, like, this is really how you fight? You really beat that many people with this style? <laughs> like, Sean was amazed. Like, damn, bro, you really beat that many motherfuckers with this fucking weak ass style? They must have just charged in at you, huh? You just quit them. Cause they just go, oh, you know what but what if I don't do that? Can you fight if I don't do that? That's the question. If I don't run in at you, you go, And that's why he probably picked Sean Strickland, because Sean Strickland looks like he does that in his, in his, um, when Sean Strickland spars, it looks like he's just a mad, crazy, crazy guy. Look, Dingo, he's fun easy with that punch. He's fun easy with that fucking punch. I told you guys that, that's what I told you guys. Did not listen to the clip that. He's gonna pitch him one of them that punch. Look at Izzy. People trying to act like it wasn't the same Izzy. That's Izzy. That's the same Izzy I've always been watching. Like, what he talking about? The same Izzy. Funny. Funny that. Jumped on him like a wild Tarzan White. Like, me? Me? This was happening. Say it with me, y'all. This was happening. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, people act like this is some different I didn't see Dana White, why would you say that? Like, you're just taking credit from Sean when you say that, Dana. Sometimes you can't say shit. Yeah, but Izzy looked slow. Not to me, he didn't. This is how Izzy looked. Now, had Sean had been wild and ran in there and just been on some crazy shit, Izzy would have cooked him with one of them and he would have been all going home probably in the third and second third round. But Sean stayed composed and fought. And he stuck to his game plan. And he didn't show any fear for Izzy. That made Izzy, he kept Izzy, that's what kept Izzy at bay is Sean's eyes when he was looking at him didn't feel like oh, I'm scared the moment's too big um, I'm just here to get a paycheck Sean was looking at him was like man I'm gonna knock your ass out and I'm gonna drag you to the bushes we're gonna eat you man we gotta eat tonight that's what Sean looked like that's what Sean was looking at him like like fam me and my family gotta eat nice way to keep check uh, picking them legs that's another thing it was hard for Izzy to keep legs picking because Sean stands straight up you know what I mean Sean has a real straight up Philly shell kind of fighting stand. So all he had to do is, he didn't necessarily have to check or move his leg. All he had to do is just keep picking it up. And then he could step straight down and still be in motion, lock steps and stepping forward and putting pressure on. So, yeah, Sean is a great boxer, a great defensive boxer. I think Izzy's just not that good, man. And that's what I'm I think it all comes down to. Izzy's really not that good, man. He's not. He, he's not. He's probably the fifth. Out of all middleweight champions, I say Izzy's probably the fifth. When I watch fighters and I'm like, oh, yeah, fam, that motherfucker's a beast. Izzy's about the fifth. Putting him up there like he's some fucking god. Izzy ain't no fucking like that, fam. He just understood, but he, but he's in. Now, if you want to talk about marketing and intelligence and that kind of stuff, then you can move him up higher. But when you're talking about strictly the best, no, he's not better than Anderson Silva. He's not better than Michael Bisping to me. Um, I don't think that he could have really beat a Chael son and maybe Chael gets a little reckless. Chael, but yeah, he's better than Chael. But I don't know, man. I have to really look at the list, and I can guarantee that he would probably fall at around five. If I was to look at the middleweight champions, he'd probably be around five. Because, again, and it's his mental. It's his ability to get the other guy so fucking rattled at the press conference that he charges in and gets knocked out. Sean Strickland didn't do that. He stayed composed. 
put that pressure on him, kept walking forward, stayed determined, listened to his corner, had to listen to himself too because it almost seemed like that game plan might not have been his corner because his corners kept telling him to go crazy and chase it. That's how you're going to get knocked out, man. Yeah, man, Sean didn't – I'm glad Sean didn't put that out there, but I'm going to say it because I seen Sean was like, hey, nigga, that's not – man, what are you talking about? I'm doing great. I've knocked him down once. I'm probably going to knock him down one more time. Like, what are you talking about? I'm up right now three to one. I know that's not the way you take the champ, but fam, I'm really trying to – I got a game plan, fam. Everybody that's coming here running at Izzy on some crazy trying to knock him out shit ends up leaving looking like what happened. I wasn't – this wasn't how it was supposed to go. Why are you running at the African? You see, every nigga that runs in at the African gets clipped. Nigga, what the fuck you talking about? That's what Izzy does. He's a sniper. He is not a, a, a killer or a, a vicious monster like he tries to paint himself out to be. He's not that. He's the sniper up in the tower. You get that rifle out their hand, they're not the best fighters. But while they're in that tower, nigga, they're, nigga, you ain't God is mad at you, nigga, when they're doing shit to you. Nigga, when a sniper is picking off people, you think God is up there, nigga. But once you get up in that tower... Or that tank turns that motherfucker. <laughs> once the tank finds him, once one of them Sean, one of them Sean Strickland American make made Bradley tanks finds where you at. Now he's scared. He's not so big. He's not a warrior to jump off and jump on the tank and open the top and kill the guy with a knife. No, that's Navy Seal. Uh, that's what Conor McGregor is a Navy Seal. Anderson Silva is a Navy Seal. You know what I'm talking about? John Jones is a Navy fucking Seal. You feel me? Like, there's Navy SEALs, fam, that'll, nigga, he's not a Navy SEAL. He's a goddamn sniper. And snipers are needed, and they're dope, and a good sniper is a bad motherfucker. Recognize what Izzy is. He's one of the best snipers, but he is not uh, the best champion. I'm not giving Israel Adesanya that. No. Not until I see that nigga get in the ring, and the person is running away, and is like, oh, my God. And Izzy still says, you nigga, I want to see Hunt. I haven't seen Izzy ever hunt. I've seen him take advantage. I've seen him methodically do things, but I haven't seen him hunt as a cage fighter. John Jones hunted Cyril Gaon. He just, I'm hunting you, fam. Whatever I'm going to get, you're not winning. And I ain't seen Izzy do that yet. We don't know how good Izzy can grapple. We talk about everybody else's ability to mix martial arts. We don't know how good Izzy can fucking grapple. I ain't never seen a nigga on the ground to give him that. So why are we putting him, okay, he's one of the best snipers ever. People do that with Floyd Mayweather. No, he's not the best champion. He's one of the best defensive fighters. Okay, I can give you that. I can give you that. Give him what he's good at. You know, if you don't feel that he's all the way around best fighter, but for you to act like he's not good, that's just crazy. And that's don't, I don't want to do that with Izzy and act like, oh, you don't think he's a good? No, Izzy's great. He's top five of the champions. I think he's number five. And the only thing that holds him back is I haven't seen him hunt. That's it. Until I start seeing Izzy going there and just putting, leaving guys flatlined, not because he got him mad at the press conference, not because he's employing them same methods that, you know what I mean? But because when the clock struck, uh, motherfucking 11, 12, I'm on your ass like the devil himself. So, yeah. Let's keep going. Man, did y'all see this nigga? Man, DJ Academics. This is what be killing me. This nigga, DJ Academics, boy, he went off on Brick Baby and Shark. Nigga went off on Brick Baby and Shark. Yeah, Brick Baby. Nigga, nigga, I got DJ Academics went off on Brick Baby and Sharp. Nigga said them niggas make $100 an episode. That's how much they paying over there at No Jumper, nigga? How much is Wack 100 getting paid? And he's probably making about 400 
Yeah, he probably make about four hundred. Nigga, yeah, how much you getting paid over there? No jumper for all you niggas to sit around that white boy like that. You see how niggas do though. That's why I don't have no respect for nigga. I will never ever listen to a gang street nigga anything like that. Now I'm not gonna go so far like DJ Academics to tell them niggas, I'll have your homeboy, I'll pay your homeboy to kill you. You can talk like that, God damn. That's what be bothering me is police officers. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring there too. I'm not gonna just talk about nigga. I want the police to look in the act for that for that shit. That's a vicious threat because we know it's real. He even broke it down. He said, you niggas kill each other for $1,000. Nigga, if I go to one of your homeboys and give him 100 bands, you're dead. Whoa, act. That's some real, real, that's some shit. I wouldn't, are you talking like that, act? That's how you talking to gang LA niggas? Ain't they supposed to be dangerous? Ain't they supposed to be dangerous? God damn, DJ Academics, man. Let's, let's hear it, man. Let's hear it, man. God damn, let me hear this nigga act when bananas on brick, baby nigga. Ain't he supposed to be with the rolling 60s? See, this is the problem. And, and what's the bad part is DJ Academics clearly said who you do not want to talk about. So that's what's bad. Some, see, this is what makes DJ Academics don't know how men's work. And if somebody actually fucks around and puts their hands on that and, and reminds them that nigga, life is a precious thing. You should have valued it. If Act gets his motherfucking noodle rock, it's going to be because of this reason. Nobody minds if you talk reckless, if you're all the way reckless. But if you have this thing where you know who not, that's why people respect Charleston White. That's why people have a certain amount of respect for me. If they know that you are in the same talk, right, then people respect it. But once people figure out, oh, you know who not, I won't talk about these people, I won't do this, but then so, because they're representing strength and I'm scared of them. But once you hear, oh, but you, I'll fuck with you all day. Well, what you're now telling the person is, oh, you think that I'm pussy. Very few people are gonna sit well with that. I don't think any person that comes from a gang culture that kills people, rides around in cars and puts themselves in precarious, dangerous situations, I just can't imagine them eating that like that, right? No, I'm not fucking with the, this. I mean, DJ Act literally said this. This is this is not me making this shit up. DJ Act, DJ Wacka fucking Dimmicks literally said this shit. Hold on, let me bring my, let me bring the, the chubby Jamaican guy up. The chubby Jamaican guy who grew up in a hotel. This nigga killed him when he tries to rattle off patois Jamaican talking shit. Nigga, you're not from. You're like Bob, you ain't no fucking bad man. You're a fat man. Fight man, you dare him. Fucking two things of sardine and a sardine and a bread for you. He tries to talk that fucking Jamaican shit. You ain't Jamaican, you fat St. Lucia resort fuck. Stop trying to fake that nigga. Niggas be faking. Niggas get behind that that fucking keyboard and turn into a goddamn. I understand it. I see it because I have I have fun on on my end. But some niggas turning in. Get nigga, what's wrong with you talking like that? You ain't from Jamaica. But anyway. Let's get into it. Here goes DJ Act. I'm going to let him kind of ramble off. And just so you can see how this dude is talking, then we're going to break it down. Like, should Act be talking like that? And what should possibly happen? All right? But I want you guys to listen to DJ Academics go off on Brick Baby and the whole LA gang culture, rolling 60s. I think Big U should might want to tap him on the shoulder. I think Wack 100 should want to tap him on the shoulder. But it's hard when these niggas is all surrounded by no jumper. 
The fucking revolution happened. All the niggas left no jumper. It shouldn't have been a nigga over there. We should have left Adam to fucking starve, wither, and die. We should have watched Adam 22 die and laugh. Ha, 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 you culture vulture motherfucking bearded faggot bitch. That's what we should have did, but we didn't. After AD and all them niggas left, house phone and all the niggas left, everybody who was waiting to get there fucking popped their ass up over at No Jumper. I'm going to say it. AD can't say it because he lives by gang codes and gang culture and that loyalty shit, and he's honorable. And, you know, the, the niggas over there, they won't say it. Whack you bogus as hell for going over there, nigga. I'm going to say it, nigga. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say it, nigga. Whack 100, you bogus than a motherfucker for going over there sitting with that white boy like that, nigga. That's just, that's, that's fucked up that you did that, knowing what happened over there, knowing everything that happened. It was like everybody who couldn't wait to get and hope and pray that they could get on No Jumper. All the niggas that used to sit back and watch No Jumper on their computer and, and just be like, I wish I could be in AD seat and I wish I could be in house phone seat and I wish I could be in all them niggas seats. Once the niggas left, they just went like scabs, nigga. That's what scabs are, nigga. Them is fucking scabs. You know what a scab is? Whack 100, that's some scab shit, man. That's some scab shit. And they got that fucking nigga with the long hair. What is he? Is he a Jamaican? Is he an African? You African booty scratching bitch. You punk ass nigga. That's some hoe ass shit that y'all did that. I'm not even gonna front. I know AD can't say it. I know House Phone won't say it. I know Flacco can't say it with a stuttering stupid ass. Stuttering, this stupid fucking flacco. I don't, nah, it's not stutter. It's just that you're a weak bitch ass nigga. All you niggas that fucking stayed over there with Adam, everybody was supposed to leave. We were supposed to see if Adam can do no jumper with no fucking uh, jump shot shooters, nigga. That's what we wanted to see. They have the podcast is no jumper. Okay, all the jump shot shooters is gone. Now, can you fucking win the game, nigga? No, jumper, you can't. That's what we wanted to see. Can Adam fucking hold the holes? Can Adam do the interviews? Can Adam do it all by himself? The same way Simba Ali is doing it. The same way, you know, niggas got to do it until shit gets going. Adam, do it by yourself. Go get in there. We didn't fucking do it, man, because Whack 100 and them niggas just came and couldn't wait to sit on that fucking platform. And that's why. Because, and it's not that like, oh, you, no, I know, but that's what, what makes me upset is that now for street niggas to try to impose laws on anything, that's what makes me, is I know niggas with that same mentality that WAC 100 has, that would make him go sit on a podcast that, fam, I shouldn't be sitting here. Let this fucking white boy wither away and die. You know what I'm saying? Let me go fuck with house. Let me go fuck with AD. Whack ain't gonna fuck with house phone. <laughs> that ain't whack's kind of, you know what I mean? But let me go fuck with my nigga AD. We the same kind of niggas. Let us go start our own little community and let me make sure, let me put them, let's this shit the whole community. What up, cuh? This is our culture, fam. The community is more part of my gang culture, what they're talking about, what they're living, the new, you know what I mean? Let me bring that rather than go sitting with this fucking white dude. Let him culture vulture some shit. Now I stamp him. I give them the protection. You can't fuck with Adam because whack got the umbrella on him. It's like, oh man, he should not only get, you know, he should not only have no fucking guests. He should be getting his ass whooped every day. Every nigga that see him should be saying, man, you better let me fuck your wife, nigga. You better let me fuck your wife, Adam, or I'm gonna beat your ass, nigga. Just you better let me, nigga. Adam, fuck around with you, nigga, because you better let me fuck, man. That's what Adam should have to do after what he went through, nigga. But he still gets to walk around Niggaville and the Chitlin Circuit untouched with this whole thing that, and it's that lack of respect because you see how what he did to his guests, 
he should be getting fucked up the same way that if we did that to a Jewish person, if I had a show and I had a whole cast full of Jewish people that was talking about a Jewish shit, Holocaust shit and Holocaust, my whole podcast was centered around Holocaust culture. Yep, what happened in the Holocaust and all the forks and knives and spoons and rubies and emeralds that the fucking Germans made the fucking Germans and Jews stick up their ass to get in gas chambers and get squuzzed by Lysol and Pine Sol and gassed and death. Yeah, if I was had a whole podcast, Jewish people, Jewish shit, Holocaust shit, and then I start fucking shitting on my Jewish people. I start doing insensitive shit, like having German Nazis on the show. I start doing sensitive shit, like out my Jewish people about personal life decisions that they choose to make when we're supposed to be friends. Why am I outing you? Why am I doing this? You know what wouldn't happen? More Jewish people would not come on my show because there'd be a Jewish vanguard that says Simba Ali has obviously lost his goddamn mind and forgot Jewish people built him. So let's remind him. Not only are we pulling our sponsorship, everybody who's Jewish has to leave the North Star podcast, right? And if you're ever caught walking around Jewish town, I'm sure some Jewish thug is going to punch you upside the fucking head and say, what the fuck? That's how we do it. You can take that same blueprint and move it around to Asian communities and Mexican communities. We don't play that, man. Once our community say, man, you just fucked up with us, then you fucked up with us. But you see how gang culture, that's supposed to be the toughest segment of black. Blacks don't have a underworld, right? We have black people that are sharecroppers that are making way in the in the civilian world, right? Because as the people who aren't involved in crime, as we wake up and go to work every day, as we go to school every day, as we start businesses in a legitimate lifestyle, we also push culture forward for niggas like Wack, who spent his life in a car shooting at other black people, killing and promoting ideologies that are detrimental to the black community. Wack has only been on this good, like, no, probably for maybe 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Wack's good almost 50 years old. It's 30 years he's been a nuisance to our community. Do you guys understand what we're saying? So, for as we make way, Wack can now make more way. He can now open labels and he can now start trucking companies, diaper companies. That way, that wasn't made by gangbangers. That headway was made by well-to-do black people, where now Wack is just representing a black man that understands what he's talking about. But who were the black men that knew what they were talking about that came before you? Those are the ones who laid the foreground for you, Wack. So like I said, for them to have this attitude where like we're against each other when it's supposed to be the same thing. When you fuck up with us, our gangs, we stand with our black shit. That's what it seems like. Like, But we're black when, when it's convenient to be black. And the gangs have adopted that policy too. When it's convenient to be black, we'll be black. But other than that, we live green and think white. Right? So that's just a sad thing for me to see over there. But that's why I say like gang. And then, so let's get to DJ Academics. People are like, well, why would DJ Academics talk about gangs? Because of shit like this. This is the kind of shit that just makes DJ Academics want to take four shots of Henny and one shot of Patron. Another shot of Patron. Fuck it. Because when I see the cult, y'all don't have no loyalty. Look at how fast them niggas. Them niggas didn't give it a month within the like week of AD and everybody being off no jumper. Whack 100 was over there. This fucking African was over there. Everybody sharp said, I ain't leaving the good light-skinned nigga with the good hair with the raspy cigarette voice and the ah, MC Gusto. Yeah, he didn't leave. And you can just see the house nigga come out niggas. Like, damn, fam, this is what it is. But these same guys will try to talk about what Charleston White shouldn't say and niggas shouldn't snitch and you need to be a real, all this shit. Man, I'm telling you, street niggas will fucking trick you if you let them. 
you have to understand that once somebody identifies as a street nigga, they shouldn't be worth anything more than a cockroach to you. That doesn't mean you disrespect them, but you don't listen to anything that they say when it has to do with integrity or building anything. All you, one thing that you should understand is that they are dangerous. That's one thing that you should recognize off top with them. Now, you can be scared of danger. That's on you. Some people just recognize danger. It is what it is. They consider themselves to be pretty dangerous. But that's the only thing that I think that you should recognize when it comes to street niggas. Not intelligence. Don't listen to don't listen to anything. Not black. They're not none of that. What they are is possibly dangerous. And you need to recognize how and where that danger and how you're going to deal with that danger if it arises itself. That's all you need to deal with. I'm giving game and I shouldn't be doing this, man. If William, if Wallow and Gilly got million dollars worth of game, this is billion dollars worth of game. That's the best thing that you can do when dealing with a street nigga is understand they're not worth anything. Don't take anything that they say because they're not living it. Whatever they're saying, it's it's either something another wise man said, they're saying it to you so they can seem wise, or they're saying it to try to get you to live up to something that they know that they don't live up to so they can take advantage of you. That's what it's all about. They're never, a street nigga will never ever be on its stop, man. So that's why I say, I, when I see DJ Academics wilding out on Brick Baby, I understand what gaslit him. It's shit like this. When he sees, and, and he's probably friends with WAC 100, but I'm saying when he sees this, he knows. I can tell he probably sits and watches this shit like, damn, them gang, boy, I'm telling you, man, for money, niggas, I'm telling you. So you can hear him how he talks on this interview. I'll pay $300 and have your homeboy kill you, he says. I still would like, I still would like fucking Wackademics, DJ Wackademics, to be fucking investigated for this. He shouldn't be saying things like this. This is a threat. What if something happens to Brick Baby and his boy set him up? Do, do we charge act then? But let's go. Listen to DJ Wack. He go off, man. Wack yeah, lost his goddamn. I mind. could print it, press it, put it any way I want. So I dressed them niggas um over in no jumper. Um, of course, sharp the fucking bum, and then the other nigga Brick Baby. Both of them are bums. I sw- I haven't watched the video, but I seen people messaging me about like a comment or a quote. I think that little nigga Brick Baby say, "Yo, oh, act if you was living in the West Coast, you'd be paying my rent." Yo, Brick Baby, my nigga, I don't get it. Oh damn! No, 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 no. <laughs> Not bad, yeah. Uh, oh, y'all niggas ain't get money. I get the guap. I will get them to spank you out if you have a problem. But. I'm telling you and I'm announcing when I come to LA, I'm coming to no jumper. Ain't that your that's your backyard now? What you finna do? Cause I'm coming in there like we going into the we going to the gates of hell or Chirac. Let's see let's see the pool you got. I guarantee it's nothing. Yeah. What the fuck is you talking about, nigga? Talking about you all got niggas pay. The fuck is you talking about? I've really? seen all y'all gang niggas. Y'all niggas flip on each other for 1500 bucks. Imagine a nigga talking hundreds of thousands. I've seen all you gang niggas nigga? flip on each other for 1500 he said. Seen all you gang niggas flip on each other for 1500 man. 
I offer a nigga three hundred thousand, nigga, and it won't be Crenshaw no more, nigga. You niggas have to go back to the Slauson boys, is what he said. Don't put it on me. This is act talking wild. I would never, I would never in a million lifetimes talk about the niggas that man. I just say y'all fucking up. That's what I say. Yeah, y'all fucking up big time, man. Y'all motherfuckers, and ain't nobody scared of y'all no more. But this nigga took it to a whole. <laughs> I took it to a level. Go ahead, act. Go on, keep going, act. Fuck it, fuck it, act. Go act. You a dirty nigga working at no jumper, nigga. Dirty working at no jumper. Oh, talk about it. See, he's talking about whack one hundred now. He's talking about you whack. See, this is them subliminal shots. I told you before we even got in this segment. I said whack. Looked at what happened at no jumper and said everybody over there was sucking dick in the right situation. Everybody with y'all some whole ass niggas to do that. You finally had a chance to make the white man fall and really be on some revolutionary shit. All the street niggas did. We don't fuck with you. We don't talk to you. No protection. If somebody see you out, we knocking you over the head and we want to fuck your wife every time we see you. Nope. They didn't do that. We didn't get revolutionary. So listen to that. He's telling you, y'all dirty working at no jumper. Nigga, 100,000 changed your family life. Stop playing, nigga. And you ain't me, ain't on the same playing field. I don't care. I'm not no gangster. I'm not tough like that. You right. But nigga, let me let you know, for every one of you is a nigga that would... See, act right there. You see, fucked up. I'm not a gangster. I'm not tough like that. I'm not a gangster. I am tough like that, though, nigga. You niggas come playing around with me, nigga, nigga, and you gonna find out. I hope you niggas is as tough as you talk, nigga. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a gangster. I like that. No, I'm not a gangster, nigga. Don't think that I subscribe to a gangster lifestyle. I'm going to fuck one of you niggas up, call the police, file a report. But, nigga, trust and believe somebody's getting fucked up with me, nigga. I do not believe in just me going to heaven. I think that's the word. You can't go to Valhalla that way, and I consider myself to be a Viking. I'm born in Minnesota. I am a Viking. So I believe that you have to have somebody with you when you go to Valhalla. I died, and this person, I, I killed him too. I killed him, and now we're both on the ship on our way to Valhalla to explain what the fuck happened. But you going by yourself, that ain't good. Keep going, Act. Yeah, so Act, you saying you ain't tough. You get into how you going to stop Big Baby. You don't got to be a gangster to stop a gangster, boy. Guns don't stop bullets. But you do have to be tough, nigga. You do have to be bad. You do have to be something. Maybe not. I don't know. Let's keep going. Take 10,000 to eliminate you. And I'm not saying I would ever do no shit Whoa. like that because I don't do crime. But nigga, if Whoa. I need to go... That nigga said I could take 10,000 and eliminate, nigga. If, if, if niggas is over there crying for $1,500, what you think 10 bands would do, nigga? He said he'll eliminate your whole fucking lineage, nigga. He said it wouldn't be no more of your family is what he's saying. He's saying your your bloodline would be wiped out for $10,000. That's what he's saying he can do, Brick Baby. And you're just going to let the nigga... Is he coming to California for a show? He said he's going to the No Jumper show and Brick Baby going to have to stay home. You must be crazy, nigga. You mu If whack, man, if y'all niggas allow that, man, you better let Brick Baby on his motherfucking ass, man. I'm letting it be... Man, I'm letting it be known right motherfucking now, nigga. And I'm letting it be known, nigga. I'm going off on whack 100. Nigga, I'm going off on Adam. I'm going off on that make that fucking fucking African nigga. I'm going off on Sharp. Everybody at that podcast is finna fit a rap with Simba Ali and you don't want to feel that, nigga. I'm finna do a whole episode on you bitch-ass niggas. You better let Brick Baby in there, nigga, and see if he talk that shit when Brick Baby's right there, nigga. 
and I don't want shit to happen, nigga. Your officers can't nobody. That's what whack should do, nigga. If whack do that, nigga, then I love it, nigga. I swear to God, nigga, I won't never say nothing bad about whack, and I can't even talk about whack, nigga. Make sure brick, baby, nigga. Nigga, your officers gotta stay outside, nigga. Brick baby and act finna run the motherfucking fade, nigga, for how you talking about that. You can't talk like that and think you just gonna come. Nigga, you must be crazy. Adam, no, Brick Baby's not staying home. Brick Baby, I hope you're working on your ones and twos because if Act come in here and give you the foo flabbily flip-flops and, and butte you and rebuke your soul in the name of Jesus and exercises your demons on camera with a left hook, right hook, jab, double jab, body shot to that gut and drops your big fat ass. Your career is over, nigga. So you better be ready because we don't know how good Brick, ba Brick Baby can fight, nigga. We don't know. We ain't never seen anybody ever seen Brick Baby in a fight. I don't know. You better stop playing with niggas just because you think something, nigga. You don't know how good Brick Baby can fight. So shit. But I know one thing we're going to find out when DJ Academics come. We're not going to let him slide in and slide out and get to. Now nah, we're not letting him do the Takashi 6ix9ine. I don't like that. You're not Takashi 6ix9ine and slide in, slide out before Brick Baby gets to wake up. Brick Baby just waking up, acting, came in and left, and now he's talking about, I've been to Cali, I've stomped on this. Man, please. I'm just saying. Let's go, all right? Keep going. I'm sorry. Somewhere I got some shit to move. You can't stop shit. You a little nigga in the fucking game. Little nigga. And if you're not, we'll see when I go to L.A. We're going to have a show. What the fuck is you talking about, boy? Like, you... Nigga, crazy as hell. Damn. Sorry, it's a pre-crash shot. Anyway, we're back into the stream. Y'all got this little failed-ass gangbang over here talking all this shit. Boy, what have you done? Boy, what have you done? <gasps> Damn, Ag. Boy, put the Yo, mic down. Put ag, the ag, you, what have you done? You see, you don't know, you know stop problem is. Put the pick up the stick. Acton lost his fucking mind, nigga. This nigga, who has never been in no street shit, is telling niggas to put the mic down and pick up a stick, nigga. What is he doing, man? What is DJ Academics doing? I think Charleston White sometimes makes motherfuckers lose their mind. They don't understand Charleston dangerous, nigga. He's the nigga that's playing the role, but in person, nigga, you better be ready. You're not that act. You're trying to hire security as that's you're ready. You're not the person. You see Charleston White don't travel with security. He didn't make Soldier Boy. He didn't busted this nigga upside the head with a pig poker. Nigga, he didn't, nigga. I'm ready to react. You're not ready for that act. You're not ready for that act. And you better hope to God that it's not a two security talking saying we finna stand down and let these niggas get this nigga act. Where you and your dogs, you and your homeboys got to get to something, man. You got homeboys that can get to it. Y'all remember the days where niggas like me used to be like, oh my God, he's a crip. Oh, he's a rolling 60. I can't talk whoa, to you. What the fuck is you yeah. doing? Nigga, when I come through there, if you try to even touch me, you're gonna you're dying. Well, you're dying. Like I'm coming through some dead, blood clot dead, feet are done dead them. No, you're not dead them. And this nigga said rolling 60s. He basically said, I'm going to say it. Nigga, big you, I hope you're listening. This nigga DJ Academics just said, fuck the rolling 60s. This ain't about Big Brick Baby no more, nigga. This ain't about Brick Baby. This nigga just big you, I hope you're listening. Whack, get the message to big you and everybody out in California, nigga. Stop looking for Charleston White. Stop looking for anybody, nigga. 
DJ Academics should get his motherfucking wig busted. I'm going to say it, nigga. I'm not even going to play, nigga. My podcast is not big enough where I got to bite my tongue, nigga. I make, I make my money off the episodes. And I don't think they'll pull my episodes down for me speaking like this, so I'm going to speak real. DJ Academics needs to get something seriously happened to his motherfucking ass by gangs. This nigga just literally about two, three weeks ago was on his podcast telling the world, you can, man, you can't talk, you can't talk reckless about Asians. You can't make blanket statements about Asians. Big U, I'm talking to you now. I'm not talking to WAC because WAC represents different colors. So this shit might go deep into politics. So WAC, you just sit over there with fucking Adam for a second. I'm talking to Big U. I'm talking to the big homie now. Eugene, Hannibal, fucking the big dog, nigga. Draws. Yeah. I'm talking to Big U. We can't have this, man. This is the shit. Everybody want to be mad at Charleston White. Everybody want to be mad when the revolutionary podcasters such as myself tell gang niggas we're disappointed in the way that we're trying to get something accomplished and we can't fight the white man and fight you at the same time. That's our beef. It's not about, you know, you understand what our beef is. It's grandma and them beef. DJ Academics, he don't represent grandma and them. What he's talking about is some, some. it, it even, it makes me disgusted. And like I said, and 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 I and I'm torn because I feel a certain way about gang culture. But goddamn, that act you don't come from it to be talking. I think that this is how me and Charleston White might have gotten to our little argument. He might have felt the same way I'm feeling about act. Like act, okay, but you can't, bro. You're coming from a fucked up angle, nigga. You're not coming from our angle that me and CW are talking about that we need to start, you know, building a better tomorrow, making sure our neighborhoods are not breeding grounds for gangs, criminality, and murder, but breeding grounds for opportunity, change, development, and growth. You see what I'm saying? So when ACT talks like this, fuck the rolling sick and all this shit is, but so ACT, you got on your live stream and you basically dropped Charleston White from the Live Nation little thing you put together because what he said about Asians. And then you come on your pot or you come on your YouTube channel and you say, man, you cannot make blanket statements about Chinese people. You can't make blanket statements about LGBTQ. I love LGBTQ. This is what he said. I love y'all. I, I fucks with y'all. The Jews, I fucks with y'all. Look how he kisses and sucks certain dick. So act, you don't feel that gang niggas following that same category. I'm just asking. You don't think that you think that Jewish people will hurt you? You think the Jews, you think the LGBTQ will hurt you? You think that Chinese, are you fearful of your life? Or are you just fearful of them taking money from your, um, from the sponsorships that they provide to you? Because I think that it's very important that people like WAC 100 or people that profess this shit and the people that kind of the gang niggas for whatever reason look to these guys as to be representations of where gang culture is now. Right, not the gang culture of the old day, but the leaders now. Big U, Whack One Hundred, you guys, J, you guys got to get this dude under control, man. This nigga really thinks that y'all ain't on shit. And if you're not to the point where Act can talk like this, then you can't blame Six Nine. You can't blame, you can't blame the people who are gonna come after DJ Academics and after this vile. This is wild, you guys. This is wild. Him talking like this. This is a, one of those benchmarks in history, where if you don't come back from this, if something doesn't happen to him over this, you're going to have more, you're going to, you think 6ix9ine was bad. It's going to really, people are really going to start to destroy and pull it gang culture. Then once you lose the respect of the masses, 
that's when police are going to start going and locking up the big U's, throwing these guys, okay, yeah, we worked with you for a minute. We gave you a couple little dollars for some shows and some U programs and some shit. Now we're sweeping, locking all you guys up. We're getting rid of this gang culture shit forever. We're letting all you guys die in the penitentiary. You guys don't have any connection anymore. You guys are no longer important. We don't need to listen to you. You can't hurt anybody. There was a time when gangs didn't have that respect until they started popping it from Beverly Hills and the rich people's front yards. And they, damn, these gang niggas can get to me like, like the mafia? Yeah, we can get to niggas like the mafia. And that's how we work. When it's time to get you, we will get you. But if you don't have that allure, we're a fat little rescue ranger, fozzy, muppet, baby faced podcast and blogger can basically come on and say, fuck the rolling 60s. You gang niggas are losers. I'll pay a nigga 10000 to wipe out your whole set. And if you fuck with me, not are you going to go to jail, not are you going to, uh, am I going to stand up for myself? You're going to die, nigga. Death, you know the games that them gang niggas play? That's death. That's what they know about death is around the corner. How often do you play with death, DJ Academics? Well, I would think that we would have to see. You would think gang niggas would have to see. I think something has to happen to DJ Academics. It has to. It has to. I don't like that, fam. You can't talk like that. You can't talk like that and be that kind of person that can't back it up on any level. Nigga, you can't shoot. You can't fight. You can't even verbally stand up for yourself. If these gang niggas didn't even want to beat your ass, if the average gang person that with real gang stripes, he didn't even want to put his hands on you. If he was just like, let me just have a conversation with you, you would fold. Just like you did when fucking... um. What's that nigga? Who was it? Vince Staples? Not Vince Staples. Who was the nigga? Vic, Vic Mensa. When Vic Mensa called you a bitch to your face and looked you in your eye, I didn't see Acme like snatch the mic off. Like, nigga, what? What the fuck? Where was all that badman? I'm a badman. I'm not scared of nobody. You can't punk me. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Then why the fuck didn't you check Vic Mensa right there? When Vic Mensa said you're a bitch and looked at you, you're a real. He didn't say. He didn't say that was some whole shit you did. Like, he didn't say I didn't approve of that act. He said I think you're a bitch. He said I think you are a bitch. And you sat there, looked with that stupid immigrant, dumb. I'm scared. I wish I could get in my computer and we can go back and forth on a computer. I would annihilate you if I get a couple shots of henny. Face fucking look. That's what you do, nigga. I wish somebody would call me a bitch. Interview over, nigga. We're but the, we're still getting good content. <laughs> the content, the footage is going to be good, but the interview part, nigga, that shit's over, my nigga. A bitch, nigga, your mom's a bitch. You hoe-ass nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. You think I'm a bitch, nigga? Do something to a bitch, nigga. I'll show you a bitch, nigga. Ain't no bitch over here, nigga. Just a dose of something that wish make you wish you was born with one, bitch-ass nigga. Fuck you talking about, hoe-ass nigga. You supposed to lose your goddamn mind. You just sat there with that stupid-ass look. Now you get behind your computer and you're talking about the whole rolling 60s can get killed. I'm just saying, big you. I'd like to have hey, Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. You know some people out in Jersey. This is when we got to start putting this thing together now. Act lives in Jersey. We got to start putting our street connection shits together. Make a call. Who's out there in Jersey that can really follow Act and really get a beat on this dude? You know, we got Bloods and Crips out there. Have somebody sit on this nigga. This is what our gang purpose is. Sit on this nigga Act. We want to find everybody's a, your, your habit, your, your patterns and your habits is what people get you at. And then somebody just needs to tap him on the show. Hey, at, oh shit, big you. Yeah, what's, hey, we come step into this van for a minute, but we need to talk to you. And that shit will stop all this kind of shit. This is reckless. This a millionaire nigga, the fuck is you thinking? You a broke hood nigga. Stop playing with me. Fuck is you on?
How about you discuss that? If you're a big dog, say this. I run this shit in here because I told Adam when I come to LA, I'm doing community, back on fig, and no jumper. When I come to no jumper, your ass gonna be at home watching on your fucking flip phone. You know why? Maybe your master Adam's gonna say, hey, this is the big dog. He's coming we need that little traction. You gotta be at home or you gotta be back in the hood, brick baby. Fuck is you doing, nigga? What the hell is Snick bum ass nigga talking about? I don't know. Boy, actually. I don't know what y'all got going on in get LA. Get him back. Fuck it. Fuck it. Shit don't work like that get out here. Back. You lose now. Get him. <laughs> oh, if you were in LA, you would pay my rent. Can't stop Boy, if I was that. in LA, the only thing you could say is you'd be begging me for commissary, nigga, because you ain't doing shit. You ain't doing shit, nigga. Like you think like we scared of nigga like like you? You an ugly nigga who just be talking because your name Brick Baby, nigga. You got no, bro. You're on a podcast every day. When is you really doing anything? Shut the fuck up. You stupid. See, I'm glad I'm on a pod, my own podcast. <laughs> They paying, that's fucked up. They paying that nigga Brick Baby $100. They paying Sharp $100, nigga. Y'all seen where I'm, I'm, hold on. I'll be back. Hold on. Y'all give me two seconds. I'll show you what I just quickly made. Now, Brick Baby. Brick Baby and everybody no jumping. Time out. I got to pull that out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You nigga, I can't believe this shit. This is what I be talking about. How many views does Brick Baby get? Let's go to me. It's, it's about me time for right now. It's me time. Where's the Discord? It's me time. We're here. It's me time. No, not that one. Me time. All right. Okay. My nigga Axe said, over there fucking no jumper. How much is Wack getting paid? I don't know. We ain't going to worry about that. But over there, over there at no jumper, them niggas is getting... A hundred dollars an episode, a hundred dollars, and I think even an episode. I think it's like a week. The niggas getting dollars a week, but even if it's an episode, even if you're getting a hundred dollars an episode, nigga, this is how I know reality from fiction. When you look at Brick Baby, how many views? How big is his Instagram profile? Big, right? He probably gets ten thousand views. Sharp, ten thousand views. All the guys that are millions over there, see, they filled them up with fake shit, but what they don't got is real money. None of them niggas got real live this from their podcast. I get this every episode that goes over 6,000 
motherfucking uh, views or plays. Me, because I have a special relationship with the people that are in the advertising department of the main parent company of my podcast. So I have a parent company, right? That's that I put my podcast on first. I put it here first. And then from here, it goes to all the other 25 podcast um, platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple iTunes. I'm on uh, iHeart. I'm on Blurberry. I'm on Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can type in the North Star Podcast and you can find me. So, but all I have to do is for every 20 plays I get, I get $12.99. For every 12 plays I get with an ad attached to it, it's more. Now, I've recently lost my ads because I haven't been um, podcasting in a while. They were like, symbol what happened? So now I got to make a couple calls and get back. But still, Nonetheless, when I drop an episode, I don't have to wait for no white guy to give me this. I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for Adam to give me that right there. I don't have to wait for Adam. Nah, man. I go to work, man. Yeah, man. I'm going to get it my own self, man. I don't have to wait for no Adam, man. I don't have to wait for no Adam. I'm not waiting for how much the so that one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, racaroni, eleven, fifty. This is just a fucking change. I'm finna give this to wifey so she can go do something. That's why it's is separate like this. I say, here, babe, go take this and just whatever you want to do. This is what we give to the wifey right here. So I don't even know what this is. This is probably like another, let's just see, two, four, let's just see, two, four. Yeah, this is just another probably like $200. So we'll just say that. But right here, this is the shit that, nigga, nigga, you niggas over at No Jumper, you letting DJ Academics talk crazy. And then Adam is going to tell you to go home. Your nuts got to be pulled off your fucking penis just for that. When you could be, and this is to everybody in Minnesota, shut the fuck up when you talk about podcasting in Minnesota. I'm the God. Anybody, let's do stats. Let's put statistics up against one another. All that fucking Instagram, like everybody sucking your dick and all them fake ass rap shows that suck. That rap cypher bullshit sucked. And then everything sucked. This is the only thing that matters in America. How do you do this, Simba? Because if you can do this as the most controversial nigga, what would we be able to do with our fucking dick sucking podcast and everybody wanting to suck balls around us? That's why I would never give you the blueprint on how to do this. But this is what I do. I probably do this on a normal episode. Every episode, I probably do about 300. But when I really kill it and I pull some shit out like Obama or like today with Sean Strickland winning. Oh, man. Sean Strickland winning. Sean Strickland winning. Oh, man. Sean Strickland winning. Sean Strickland winning. Sean Strickland winning. Man, and everybody's like, who is this nigga that predicted it? It's me, Simbali, big Simbali. Yeah, big Simbali, man. So I'm going to get this in about another four days. About, nah, I'll say about another three days. And I hit, you see it, and then I hit the cash app. Bang, 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 bang. Fuck you talking about, nigga. So when you hear me say, 
I'm the number one podcaster. I'm new to the visuals on YouTube. I'm new to social media and actually caring about views and actually caring about followers and subscribers. I'm new to this whole game of that. But when it comes to podcasting, my nigga, I've been doing that for a long time and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about what things are and how do you monetize it? How? You can go about it different ways. Joe Button is everybody, Joe Rogan, everybody has their different way of doing it. But I know one thing, nigga, that niggas can't fuck with me on. And once this merchandise, like I said, y'all make sure y'all fuck with this Revel wear. Make sure y'all get y'all some. Oh, my God. Once this starts catch, once this starts catching up with this, nigga, nigga, I don't know what I'm going to do, nigga. I don't know what I was going to do. I don't know what I was going to do. When this starts catching up with this. So this was basically just a commercial to Brick Baby. Brick Baby here. And Sharp. Here, I give Sharp 200 because he has his voice and he needs a little bit of throat lozenges. That's for Sharp. Hey, you African nigga over there that's sitting next to Wack. Here, take that. And who else needs some money? Hey, you guys over there in Minnesota podcasters. Here, take that. Um, who else needs a little bit of money? Anybody, podcasters, take that. How about that? And who else needs a little bit of money? All right, everybody can take that. Everybody can take it. Everybody can take it. Here, you guys all need help from me because I, Simba Ali, am the number one podcaster. I am the number one podcaster. <laughs> all right, let's continue. Let's keep going. I'm such an asshole. I know. Let's keep going, though, because this is amazing that these niggas have to be sub subjugated to this. They can't punch Ack in his head. You really going to tell Brick Baby to go home when that comes, man? That's not right. Let's keep going. I had to crash out on this nigga just to start his trip. Like, yo, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Fuck that shit, Ack. Boy, get your mind right. That shit, Ack. Nigga, I'll come up in your own workplace and have your boss tell you to sit home in the fucking bathroom asking your girlfriend her, her phone because your data plan ran up because you need to be like, can I see, yo, yo, I don't got no more data. Can I see what Ack is doing? Yes, nigga. That's how it works. I'm box office, nigga. You just a fucking bum-ass baseman gangbanger, nigga. Stop playing with me, nigga. Now I'm going to talk about you the worst way. What you finna do? What you finna do? Wow. Wow. Somebody said, well, I'm giving them nah, I'm, Because I don't like when niggas playing with my name, period, dog. I got to really get them. Nigga, what you finna do, dog? What you, what you talking about? Even, who was talking about me recently? Like, that TD punch nigga? I don't even got no reason. LA is whack. Let me just All tell right, y'all. LA yeah, whack, yeah, bro. Like, ain't shit popping in LA. But y'all niggas be making it a, 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 a. Yeah, so man, Almost before we thing, get bro. Charles, then before we start getting black people who are just revolutionary and just tired. Yeah, I mean, black folks is tired, big you. I'm gonna be honest, I'm talking big you, whack, and OGs, man. Niggas is tired of this shit, man. Killing, willing, and dealing, man. We need a different way, man. We need a different way. And the only people we really scared of is y'all, the gangs. We don't fear the police. We scared of y'all, man. You know what I mean? We got to build a better way. Once the army starts to feed off its inhabitants and its citizens, then the army is now an enemy of the people. So that's the perspective that me and I believe Charleston White is coming from. I can't speak for another man, but I believe that's the kind of mountain we're standing on is, yo, man, it's not that we think that we shouldn't have an underworld. It's why is our underworld eating our overworld? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
we need both. So, but yeah, DJ Academics, you wild, man. And all you niggas over there at No Jumper, you niggas is wild for letting that nigga talk like that. I'm not going home, nigga. I would spend the night in No Jumper the day before I'd spend the night in the ceiling. That's what kind of nigga I am. I'm a stupid nigga like that. I would be like, even because I know Adam's going to tell me to stay home. So the night before, I would go up in the ceiling and put a pillow up there and spend the night. Where is Simbali at? I don't know, y'all. I don't know. And as soon as I heard that nigga act voice, I would just come jumping down through the ceiling. I was like, nigga, what's up? And I punched that nigga. I'd make my viral moment, nigga. And then after that, I'm leaving and I'm starting my new podcast called No Ceilings. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Yeah, bitch. I'm jumping out the ceiling on act, and I'm starting my own podcast called No Ceilings because I'm mad at what you did. Told me I couldn't come, nigga. I'm a real nigga, nigga. I'm a real life last nigga, nigga. And I make my own money off podcasts. And so any network, I got a couple calls. No, I'm not doing nothing for free. They tried to call. Hey, so we'll do some things for free. I'm not doing shit for free. Why the fuck would I do something for free? Why you always want free? Suck my free dick. Free come with a dick up your ass free nigga joe rogan got 300 nigga please you're paying me man for my fucking podcast i'm just gonna keep podcasting pissing off the world and doing my little episodes and making thousand dollars that's it i'm fine every episode i can do episode every day i could make that in every day if to probably not because it does take a lot for me to make an episode but i could come on man i could get a million dollars on my own it's just gonna take longer or you guys could attach your company to my company and we can make a conglomerate. We can really take the fucking world. But don't try to take money out of my fucking pocket. I need these little nigga pennies, nigga. I'm like fucking Bumpy Johnson doing numbers, nigga. I got Harlem. Harlem is mine. That's how I feel, nigga. That's how I really feel. Harlem is mine. Nigga. I don't got the world. And he's like, Simba, you say your nigga. I got Harlem, nigga. Harlem is mine, nigga. And that's podcasting in Minnesota. Harlem. That's mine. I run it. Nigga pennies. Everybody knows I'm the number one nigga. They watch, they hate, but they talk and they give me and they use my clips. That's why I got that B of my money that I got because the niggas with big people, man, I'm telling you, I'm bigger than what you think I am. Don't think because you're not watching, you don't share, and because you know me that nobody's fucking with my content, I wouldn't be doing this shit for free. It's all for a fee. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm still learning. So next year, I'm going to be making even more. And doing more things, buying, building, real estate, and all shit like that. So y'all better keep up, catch up, or fucking get a beat from DJ Mustard. You know what I'm talking about? All right, man, I'm out of this bitch, man. I'll holler at y'all next time. This was great.